today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We have talked on this show uh, for an awfully long time about school closures, the process that is involved in that, and of course, uh, the heated discussions, the debates uh, that happened as a result of this. Uh, as a parent, I've been involved in this, and and uh, not so much closings, but busing and, and sending kids from one end of the town to the other just to make it all work. Uh, the issue of school closures has been a hot topic, uh, not only in Hamilton, but all over the province. Uh, the group People for Education has forecast that around 121 school closures can be expected over the next three years. The majority of those could be in rural areas. Uh, to talk more about all of this, Diane Ferguson is with us, one of the original members of the Ontario Alliance Against School Closures, and is on the line with us now. Hello, Diane. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. Tell us about the Ontario Alliance Against School Closures and how that all came about. Well, we were the... Um, I live up in the Owen Sound area, and we were one of the first uh, groups um, to go through the revised People Accommodation Review, we call it the PAR review, but it's people accommodation review. And uh, we lost our school in this process. But it wasn't just losing our school that was upsetting. It was how the process happened, how to us it felt very undemocratic and really left out a lot of the people who should be involved. So we saw this starting to happen all across Ontario, and we saw all these little sort of battles going on to save our school, and we thought, we really need to come together. And so we came together uh, as the Ontario Alliance, and we um, started getting supporters to ask for a moratorium on the school closures until we can look at this PAR process, because it, it's, it's very undemocratic and leaves out, you know, your municipalities and, and parents and local economy and the community. It specifically takes the community out of the process. Uh, obviously, this is a very emotional uh, issue. Uh, communities, schools, the backbone uh, of them. Why do you get the feeling this is happening? Well, you know, I think there's... Just to give you another part of me, I, I'm a, a chartered accountant, so I do understand money and how we have to make hard decisions. So I see that they're looking at things and saying, you know, we can do this more efficiently in bigger schools. And when they say efficiently, they're, to me, looking at just the dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. And they're not looking at the bigger picture. Yes, it's easier if we cram all those kids into one school. We can have fewer admin people, fewer this and fewer that, making it it a, a better financial picture for them. Now, we do see the declining enrollment in schools, and part of this is due to you know, it's due to losing a lot of manufacturing in rural areas, so there's a population that's decreasing. However, we also have to let give it time to recover because we also see people, and I'm sure you in Hamilton see this, a lot of people leaving Toronto because it's just too darn expensive to stay there. Well, and you know, I've had this ongoing discussion with people about closing schools. Um, you know, we, we've I've seen this happen in my parents' neighborhood who, you know, it was built in 1965. You saw the first generation of people come and go, and then the second generation come in. There was a time when there were very little kids in the neighborhood. Now it's, it's flipped over again, and, and there's lots of kids in the neighborhood. And I'm thinking if they had taken the school out of that neighborhood when it was at one of its low points, why would anybody else want to move into it? Exactly. And although I was sort of brought into this fighting for a high school, 
I'm looking at a lot of these small towns who have one elementary school, and they're they're currently experiencing growth. But once, as you say, you take that elementary school out of the community, to me, it's a death knell for the community. No one's, no one, unless they're retiring, is going to want to to uh, move to that community. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.